there were some trades to be announced. Not a whole lot on this day. Probably one of the quietest NHL trade deadline days ever, granted because everything else happened before. So we'll talk about what the Sharks have done, what's next for the Sharks. You might like the outcome of, of such trade because it brings up one of the Sharks' most beloved prospects up to the NHL. Let's talk about it right now here on Teal Town Live. Good afternoon. It is March 3rd, 2023. It is 1 o'clock over here on the West Coast, and the trade deadline has officially passed. So we welcome you to Teal Town Live, your live interactive post-trade deadline show. So if you want to be part of the show, join us in the chat, fellow hockey fans all over the world, and of course in Sharks territory. Use that YouTube page or the app to interact with us. Follow us on our, our social channels. You can find everything at tealtownusa.com. And, of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can Venmo us at tealtownusa or hit us up on a YouTube Super Chat. So, everything is done. Mr. Ian Reed. good afternoon to you, sir. Um, <laughs> after after everything occurred, like, a week or two beforehand. <laughs> yeah, this is... Probably as far as like for trade deadlines, I mean, I will I will come on here and I, I've already kind of eaten crow on this and I'll eat crow again. Um, I thought this trade deadline was going to be pretty boring. I didn't think a lot of big things were going to happen. Um, but, you know, in the weeks leading up to trade deadline, I think we had a, a crazy amount of movement given the cap being what it is and the uncertainty with the cap. You know, every year it feels like they say, oh, man you know, this is, this is the year the cap's going up $5 million. And then yeah. it's like, when it comes time to actually do the cap, it's like, ah, it's a million bucks. Right. So we've been hearing this kind of for a while now. And obviously there's definitely some uncertainty heading into next season uh, with the RSN um, bubble, basically not even just bursting. I think it's collapsing, Big time. Um, disintegrating. Um, so, I, I, I'm surprised how much movement we got based on what was going on, but um, the day itself, um, not the most riveting of, of television. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's always a fun day to kind of watch Trade Center or whether it's Free Agent Frenzy and and uh, usually they have something to fill the time, but I feel for them today on, the, on this one. I mean, yikes. Rough. It was rough. Well, let's get to... What the Sharks did, first things first, of course, if, if you hadn't heard or you've been away for forever, the Sharks traded Timo Meyer, but that's a whole video that Ian and I, along with Kevin and and um, Mark did uh, yeah. over the weekend, so you can check that out. Uh, thank you very much for the support on that. But as for today, we'll begin with what, uh, what Dana and I kind of talked about last night uh, during After Dark. We we. You know, as Uncle Damphy says in the chat, hug watch was something last night. And there was, you know, Nick Benio was getting hugs and kind of suspected something that happened. Sharks announced this about like two and a half hours ago mm -hmm. uh, at about 1030 this morning. Uh, but TSN had this at 610 in the morning. Uh, granted, not all the pieces. So through essentially three separate transactions... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the Sharks get the rights to Arvid Henriksen from Montreal. They get the Penguins' 2023 seventh-round pick. They get a 2024 fifth-round pick from the Penguins. The mm-hmm. sh- uh, Montreal gets Tony Sund and the Sharks' 2024 fifth-round pick uh, for being the broker in the deal. And the Penguins acquire Nick Benino as Montreal retains 50% salary on this deal. So uh, your thoughts on, on this one? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the 2024 could become a fourth if I think the Penguins make the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Uh, Godspeed to that. Yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> the only real issue I have in this trade is that they used a broker. Now, maybe they thought they were they had something else. Go- oh, you can only retain salary on so many deals, right? Right. Um, I... I, maybe they thought they had something else in the works that was was going to happen, but the the sharks could have just as easily retained that money on Nick Benino and and kept the pick. Exactly, right? Like that's the that's the thing that kind of uh, head scratches there. I mean, obviously Tony Sun for for uh, for Henriksen, like those are just that's a I believe those are both just dead contracts going uh, each way. Um, Henriksen is a guy who I think is just going to um, he's a guy who's currently playing for Lake State uh, University uh, right just across the uh, bridge from me. Um, and he, he look, he's a 25 year old defenseman who has never really put up points. He's a big shutdown guy. But I don't think that I think he's a guy that come August 15th is a is a UFA. I, I don't think that the the Sharks. Uh, who knows i mean the sharks do love their their big uh their big guys and this guy's like six foot five but to me this is a this is a guy that they just walked to free agency on august 15th when uh, when the college signing uh, period starts yeah this guy has nine points in his four years at at lake superior state and uh just roughly adding up 92 like you know, uh, 119, like over 160 penalty minutes in in his four years at at Lake Superior State. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just I, this is obviously just a throw in for it because they had to throw it in. Same thing with yeah, the send. Yeah, I again, you have to move contracts around in order to. There's a weird rule when it comes to retaining salary. If you're just retaining, like that, there there has to be a contract that moves. It's just why you're seeing like a lot of. Um, guys that are probably either not going to get qualifying offers, qual- yeah, qualifying offers, or guys who are like pending, you know, guys who are going to graduate from the college, the American college system, and probably not get a contract before the August fifteenth um, deadline. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of just nothing parts, dead contracts, as I like to call them. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's what it is. Yep. So that's that's how that works out. With Benino gone, uh, you know, you get some good news, and we'll credit Shang and JD uh, from San Jose Hockey Now and Locked On, uh, respectively. Uh, they were the first to report that William Eklund is getting called up to the Sharks. Uh, he, in fact, was practicing with the Sharks uh, as of an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, and I know there's, there's some that are not thrilled about it because i'm the beat plug underscore 831 bringing up eklund right now is not good just two points at the last place okay yeah but like <laughs> so here, here here's where here's, let's have some real talk with ian right now right 
<laughs> and and I, I hate to do this because I love William Eklund. I think William Eklund has absolutely earned his call up. Absolutely. But William Eklund has been on the San Jose Barracuda all year, and they are the fourth worst team in the American Hockey League. But they're battling for a playoff spot, Ian. Yeah, okay. No, that's true. That That is true. Look at I say that sarcastically, I, I love, of course. Though. Yes, I love William Eklund, uh, and I think this call-up is well-deserved. Do I think that the Sharks are a William Eklund away from going on a run? No, no. I mean, have you seen them play the last couple of games? I think William Eklund is, is again, I like this player a lot. And I, you want to, like, talk reality without making it sound like I just, like, I don't like William Eklund and I don't think he's a good player. I think he's a great player. He's the he's easily the tippy-top of the, the, the Sharks' prospect pyramid. Um, but I don't think that William Eklund probably, and again, like, I, I want to see what kind of minutes he gets. I want to see what kind of role David Quinn puts him in. Um I don't know if William Eklund on his own is going to start winning this team hockey games. No. Uh, where would you, where do you think they'll slot him in? Third line uh, center? No, you top, you, you, if you're going to play William Eklund, you are putting him in the top six. You are playing him with either Hurdle or you're playing with Couture. Um, you know, and in the chat, why now? Um, look at these guys have busted their ass on the HL team all year. This is when, you know, when you start moving guys out, this is when you start rewarding that play. Um, another important note here is William Eklund is slide eligible. So he could play nine games for the Sharks this year. They could send him back down and slide his contract one last time until next year where it'll kick in regardless of what happens. So, um, you know, I, I think we're going to see kind of a rotating, I think, you know, we'll probably see Eklund for a few games and then we'll probably see Bortolo for a few games. I think we're going to see a rotating group of guys unless, you know, William Eklund takes that spot and doesn't let it go. Then maybe they say, well, whatever. But I think even then, like, you probably push that contract one more year, right? You don't, I don't think you start his ELC um, like you did with Thomas Bortolo last year um, where they had, where they kind of put, you know, when they signed Bortolo to the, to the, to his contract and then they played him, obviously that started his, um, entry-level contract and there was no slide there um i don't think william eklund's up for the long haul i think he's gonna get a nice little addition where you know the sharks will kind of just see how much progress he's made playing against nhl uh competition and then i think he goes back down and the, you know and helps the barracuda with their push yeah uh I, I think you'll get a lot of guys that are ahl eligible that will probably go down to yeah the i think to you're push. gonna see a lot of guys because I, I think eklund's the only one that's a slide guy all the other ones, their their contracts are ticking. So um, I think you're going to see a guy like Thomas Bartolo definitely get to come up at some point and um, and play. You know, um, I, I'm not too worried. Uh, I would be shocked. Like I said, I will be shocked if, if Eklund stays up more than 10 games and and burns a year off his contract. I don't think that's the play at all. But maybe if he does really well, they reward him. I don't know, man. Um It'll be interesting to see. Um, but I think right now it's it's look at this is when we expected to kind of start seeing guys get called up mm -hmm. um, to get opportunities to 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 be rewarded for their play. Because, again, William Eklund, I think, had a slow start this season, but he's been really, really good ever he's, since. Yeah, uh, he's really come on lately. He's super come on. He, he's playing like he, he's definitely the guy that he's playing like the guy that we thought we had drafted you know, seventh overall a couple years back. So I think he's a guy that you want to, 
you, you got to reward these guys at some point. And this is the time in the season when you start rewarding guys and, and you, and you also not only start rewarding guys, but you start looking, you know, the sharks are now obviously look at the, this year's over. They're looking to next year. They're looking at, you know, which guys do they think are going to slot in certain positions next year? William Eklund's obviously going to be a guy in that mix who they want to be a player next year. They're going to give them an opportunity to see what they have so they can start making plans for next season. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good call on you that it's not just going to be Eklund, but you're definitely going to see a lot more of these kids come up. I'm curious if they I think, see I don't know if, I don't know how many, like I think Eklund and Bordalo are both going to get a chance to come up and play. Um, I don't know if a guy like Daniel Gushkin does, um, but we'll see. Or Robbins. Like I, I don't know if those guys are definitely going to get a chance to come up, but I think Eklund and Bortolo should get an opportunity to play some games with the Sharks this year. They've absolutely deserved it. Eklund with, you know, 41 points on, on the season, 17 goals, 24 assists. Uh, when he was with the Sharks in that first part of the, of last season, it's scary to think how long it's been since he's been up with the Sharks. Yeah, uh, you know he had four assists, and the team I thought looked pretty good, and they even got out to that four and zero start. So, fingers crossed uh, if the magic can happen uh, for William Eklund. That's most likely what what happens with the spot that Benino um, Benino spot gets moved to Eklund for now. So yeah, and again like. Um... I don't know. I think like the Benino trade's fine. Like it's it's getting assets is fine. I just they could have they could have retained kept themselves. That's the only thing. It's the That's... only thing that I kind of have a meh about that trade. They they have the cap space. They could have retained on Benino and and kept that extra fifth round pick. That's but whatever. That's the big one for me is that yeah you could have uh, you could have saved something, but yeah they probably had something up their sleeve. I, I know right. I, I am not in the war room with Mike Greer. I don't know what else they were what? working on. So, um, again, I'm not I'm not an insider. I'm a slapdick with the YouTube account. Oh, gee. Uh, moving onward to uh, kind of the kind of a three way trade of sorts, and uh, I hope Nemestikov got um, a lot of airline points in this one. So earlier <laughs> in the week, uh, Vladislav Nemestikov uh, comes to the Sharks in exchange for Mikey Acemont. Uh, Tampa retaining salary there as well, but earlier today, uh, probably like ten minutes after they announced the trade for of uh, Benino, the Sharks also announced that they acquired a fifth round pick in twenty twenty four for Nemestikov going to Winnipeg. Uh, thoughts on this one? This kind of like this is kind of why we didn't really talk about it, you know, and make a separate video on it because we kind of had a feeling it was going to be. Uh, a flip for Nemestikov. Yeah, I was as much as I wanted to do four hours on Mikey Samant, it wasn't appropriate <laughs> yet. Um, yeah, so look at um, getting getting anything for Isamant's kind of a win because he was a guy that you picked up on waivers, right? Right. Uh, Isamant's guy picked up on waivers, twenty six year old, twenty six years old. He probably is what he is at this point. Look, I liked Mikey Isamant on this team. I liked what he brought to the team, um, but he's a guy. Like, I think at ultimately he's a guy. So to to get anything for him, I think, is a win. Um, obviously, I don't think I would have been I wouldn't have loved it if they couldn't find a home for Nemestikov. If you move Isimont for Nemestikov at 50 percent and then don't do anything else with it, that would have been incredibly problematic to me. But um, basically, you know, turning a guy into a fifth um, that you, you turn nothing into a fifth. That's yeah. a win to me. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's fine, right? Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, again, I like Mikey somewhat, but I think that I think Sharks fans kind of overvalued him. And I think the coaching staff also um, incredibly overvalued what he brought to the team. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Six goals, nine assists, 15 points for uh, for Nemestikov going to Winnipeg. He'll be a, be a little bit of a depth move there for uh, the Winnipeg Jets as they try to make their playoff push and they're currently fighting in the wild card spot in the west uh, so we'll see how that goes yeah, on they've, there. they've kind of tumbled around so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because yeah. um, they've yeah they've, they've really tumbled yeah uh broad and smith with a five dollar super chat donation thank, thank you. you very much as always uh thoughts on the reedy deal i know it's small but it seems like a win y'all are the best uh broad thank you very much uh to recap it this one's just a simple one for one thank god yeah Jacob Peterson goes to San Jose uh, for Scott Reedy. And, and, you know, we were talking before we got on the air about this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Reedy really, uh, to me, didn't get a, too much of a big chance, except for, you know, really for last year. Yeah, um, I I don't know. A lot of people that I converse with regularly are a lot higher on Scott Reedy than I am. Um there's, like I like Scott Reedy, don't get me wrong, um, but I don't think he's had a. I think he's had a little bit of a disappointing season with the Barracuda this year. Um, when you look at it, and you know, I, I, I watch the Barracuda a lot, but I wouldn't call myself an AHL fan. So Texas um, does not play in the. But we do have some games. The Barracuda, we, the Barracuda have some games against uh, Texas uh, coming up uh, in the uh, next couple of and then over the next their, their last 20 games sorry um and but other than that like i haven't really seen texas play i mean n- numbers wise it looks like a nice you know it looks like a nice upgrade for the uh barracuda you're getting a nice um left shooting center you know 13 goals 13 assists 26 points on one of the best teams in the ahl i think they're first in their division last i checked um in the ahl central division so i mean it's 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 definitely um a nice player to pick up um, but I don't have a ton to say on this because I haven't seen the player um, play a ton of games. So I don't really want to, you know, just look at numbers alone and be, well, this is great. Um, yeah. it, it, it looks it looks on the outside, uh, on a surface level, it looks great. I'm looking forward to seeing him play and see what he brings. Yeah. Uh, last season with the Dallas Stars, he played 65 games. He had 12 goals, 5 assists, 17 points. I did play in three of their playoff games. Um, with Texas, he didn't do too much, two goals, three assists, five, uh, for the Texas stars last year. So yeah, only we'll six see. games though. Yeah. Only in six games. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that one. Um, might be just a death move for a yeah, push. Like, I, I think it's you, anytime look at Mike Greer has come in and obviously he's probably identifying guys that he likes and in the system and guys that he doesn't. And he's, been pretty vocal about not really being happy with the sharks prospect uh pool um so i'm you know moves like this i have no issue with if you if you think that you can you know find another guy who um maybe is further along in their development than one of your guys i I think it's a nice trade like on the surface this looks all very good i i just i don't want to like say this is a home run hit out of the park when i haven't really seen you know um, Peterson play a whole lot of hockey. Yeah, so it uh, remains to be seen as to what the Sharks will do with him. Most likely, I would assume most likely he's headed to the Barracuda. 
Uh, and yeah, Dallas is. Well, you never know with the with, with with everything going on right now. You you don't know that for sure. That's for sure. I mean, you have Martin Kaut coming up. He had he had, you know, CJ Cease come up. You know, this might be uh, uh, a guy to fill in here and there. I mean, when when they when David Quinn wants to scratch Kevin LeBanc, you know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Uh, that's now that we kind of covered all three trades. We can kind of cover what didn't happen. And yeah, I was going to say that's a good segue to, to what did happen to uh, what did not happen. Yeah. So Kevin LeBanc is still a San Jose Shark. Uh, James Reimer was on the ice earlier, and I think it was Reimer, Sturm, and Kakinen were on the ice, and then they were pulled off, which mm-hmm. you know caused a little bit of a tr- tr- the Twitter rumble. Uh, but they were all, I would assume, just told, "Hey, we're all here." You know, you're, yeah. You're they the they showed them the I I when they, when that was reported. I think it was Pichelka reported that, and then I like my gift response to that was like, was uh, Brent Burns with the "You're stuck here forever" sign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> just remember, you're here forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, um. The thing is with uh, with these guys, I, I'm gonna start with James Reimers. I think James Reimer is the easiest uh, right. in this situation. Uh, no one like goalie. The goaltending market was. I didn't think James Reimer was gonna move because I think the goaltending, the the teams looking for goaltenders were few and far between, and they probably weren't gonna pay the price that some teams were asking for 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 what was gonna essentially be a depth goalie, right? Um, I'm surprised, you know, maybe a team like Toronto might have sniffed around. But I think if you're if you're one of these teams, like there was other goalies that have had, you know, that are probably I don't see better goalies, but maybe maybe preferable goalies for for teams like, I, you know, I think a team, if they really wanted a goalie, do you get James Reimer? Do you get Cam Talbot? Depends on what the what right. the ask is. Right. Um, but with no goalies really moving, I think the market was really soft for goalies this year. And I love James Reimer, man. Everyone knows that I love James Reimer, but James Reimer hasn't had a particularly amazing season. Yes, the team in front of him is ass, but that didn't stop right. him from from being outstanding last year. Um, so, yeah, you know, am I surprised James Reimer is still here? No, I I pretty much thought the whole time that James Reimer was probably still going to be a shark as the deadline approached that I, I was pretty much uh, set in my belief that James Reimer would be a shark when this was over. Yeah. And Corey Massasak just tweeting out just a moment ago, James Reimer admitted he had hoped to get a chance to chase the Stanley cup like Nick Benino. He said it was unfortunate that nothing came to fruition talked to his agent a few times in recent weeks, but said it sounded like nothing was ever imminent. Um, Yeah. That's a bummer because Reimer, Reimer played his butt off last year. And, and I've said it numerous times, there was a potential that he could have been uh, a goaltender for the Pacific division in last year's all-star game. And he had some injuries. He had some illness that kept him out for a bit. Plus his play was, was struggling a bit too. So that's, that's a tough one on that one. Yeah, it, look, it sucks. But I, I again, I just, I just don't think there was a market. Again, who, what goalie got moved? Jonathan Quick was the only goalie that got moved, and you know, um, now Jonathan Quick is is 
his best years are certainly behind him at this point. But if you look at like the pedigree of guys to get moved around, like Jonathan Quick, Cam Talbot, James Reimer, one of these things is not like the other. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not surprised. Even, you know, even where John, even being where Jonathan Quick is in his career right now, I, I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, it's it's uh, not surprising, but at the same time, frustrating because, you know, you might have gotten something last year if something came. came I don't think there. the market was that hot last year either, though. Goalies, I, again, it's, 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 I've always said this goalies at the trade deadline, unless unless it's something like unless you're a super unless it's like a big super goalie, they get nothing. Depth goalies get shit at the deadline. No, oh, yeah. They, they don't they don't get moved for like big name pieces unless you're a massively big name i mean look even thatcher demko was out there and and that didn't get going but i think vancouver kind of pushed them to try to get something in there so we'll see on that nico sturm of course uh he won a cup last year he's been one of the bright spots on the sharks team uh i'm surprised there wasn't anything that was rumored out there he's not a rental True. He he what is his he contract has, he has another number. year left. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he has another year left. What is it? Year two years left on his deal? I believe so. Um like he's he wasn't a rental, right? So I think uh teams probably called, but uh, again, I think there's a lot of a lot of teams right now that are doing a lot of things that are gonna be like, Well, we'll worry about the cap tomorrow after <laughs> the playoffs. And you know, so I think um a guy like Nico Sturm, like I think there's probably teams that were probably interested, but Again, do you want to I, I don't think there's some players on this team where I think you I, I'm fine with paying them not to play for you. I don't think Eagle Sturm should be one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, uh Shang mentioning now Eklund was unaware that the Sharks had acquired Jacob Peterson. Big smile when I when uh Shang told him. Knows him from national teams on the Swedish team. Uh says he's a great guy. Uh, yeah, look you at that. Cool. <laughs> I I am looking forward to seeing him play. I just I haven't seen enough of him to to come on here and just like yeah. I think the the one thing when 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 we do this right, and I think the one mistake that a lot of people make when they come on and try to do something like we do here is they're afraid to say I don't know. But if that's the answer, that should be the answer. And like from here, like I said, on the surface. For anyone who missed it, on the surface, I really like this trade, but I haven't watched the player play enough to have a, you know, a solid opinion on him. So I'm not going to come on here and tell you how the Sharks, you know, blew this out of the water um, when I don't know. That's no. that's just the reality. I apologize. I no. just I can only watch so much hockey. How dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Derek Pouliot cleared waivers today, so. Yeah, so I was, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit nervous there because, you know, Derek Pouliot obviously has been on an AHL deal all year, but right. I was just like, um, one, I think there's a there's a couple of things on that. So, so Derek Pouliot signs an NHL contract with the uh, going to the end of the season. To me, that says a couple of things. One, it says that job is staying on the Barracuda. Yep. And he's not coming up this year because I think if if you were gonna if Knizhov was in the plans to come up this year, you don't sign Derek Pouliot to an NHL contract, even if it's just to reward him for um, for for being a soldier for the Barracuda this year. Um, 
So him coming up, I, I was worried though. I, I didn't, I was worried that some team, cause look at it, never underestimate a GM's lust for, for big depth defensemen. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was a little nervous. A team might scoop Pouliot up on, not, not for the sharks, but I was just worried because I think, um, the Barracuda have looked significantly worse on their blue line. Like I think losing Pouliot off that blue line, even with Ohuchia coming in um, from the from the Devils uh, in the trade with Timo Meyer, um, I think that would have been a a big loss for that blue line. Even if you know for for what for a guy who might come up and play some games in the NHL, I'm not sure what the plan there is. Yeah. So, or if he's just or if they're just going to call him up and make him be the seventh guy, I don't know. Um, I think they have. Um, the Barracuda fan of me says, God, why? But, you know, the, the, we, we know the score here, obviously we know what the Barracuda's role is within the organization. Um, and making the playoffs is, is good. And the Barracuda, you know, they're, they're, they're in the hunt. They're currently not in the playoffs, but they're in the hunt. And, um, if you go back, there's a show that me and Kevin did, um, earlier in the week where we kind of laid out why we think the Barracuda can make the playoffs and why they missed. So if you do want more details on that, I don't want to get too into the weeds on this show, but uh, we definitely did that show. It's a couple of shows ago. Uh, if you go back onto your, either your feed here on YouTube, or if you go into your podcast stream, it's uh, it's a TTG. It's in there somewhere. Check it out. Um, and we'll uh, talk all about the Barracuda there. Yep. Uh, as of right now, the Cuda are at 21-26 and one and four. They have 47 mm-hmm. points. Tucson holds down the seventh spot in the Pacific at 52 points. Uh, so, Cuda have some work to do right now. Um, Bakersfield are right there, too. Yeah, Bakersfield's, yeah, Bakersfield's in six right now. Uh, and then there's a big jump when you get into Ontario, Colorado. Correct. Abbotsford and then Coachella. Calgary, the former Stockton Heat in first place. That the well, heck of a job there. Oh, so, but hmm. San Diego, dead last. Okay. Yeah. I digress. Uh, what surprised you today or within the last couple of weeks, especially since uh, you know most of the moves were done beforehand? I'm just surprised by the number of big names that moved. Um, I think that's the thing that surprised me the most was uh, the, the amount of big. I thought it was going to be like a lot of fringe stuff. So I think um, a lot of the big names being taken off the trade board. I think was the most surprising thing to me. The amount of money that got moved this trade deadline, I think is what surprised me the most. Um, yeah, I think that's, that would be it. Like I, there's a lot of moves that I didn't think when this playoff deadline, when this trade deadline was coming, I thought, man, this is going to be the worst trade deadline in the history of trade <laughs> deadlines. Um, and today certainly was, yeah. but the, the lead up to it um, was anything, but I think it was uh, far more interesting than it, um, then I think it had any right to be <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, it, you hit it on the head. I mean, you had, uh, like Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, mm-hmm. uh, going to the Rangers. Of course, Timo goes to New Jersey, Toronto bolsters up. I think they have like six new players on the, on the ice last night for, against Calgary. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like things like teams like that, right? Like teams were, you know, you're like, oh, they're really everyone's really tight against the cap. And the amount of moves, I think, that a lot of these top teams were able to make. Um, I, I Yeah, surprised me again. Like, I, I will totally eat crow about it now because this is a, this is a trade deadline where I thought nothing was going to happen. I thought, yeah, maybe Timo Meyer gets moved because 
that makes sense, right? And Patrick right. Kane, I think, was was probably going to get moved as well. But, you know, but as far as like some of the the big changes that a lot of um, a lot of the Stanley Cup contenders made, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, just, I mean, Bunting, I'm sorry, Lafferty uh, and uh, Jake McCabe. I mean, I, I had no idea that they would be able to fit into Toronto's salary cap. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, heck, Orloff has been, I mean, they're calling him freaking Bobby Orlov in, <laughs> in Boston. Like, really? He's no Bobby Orr, as PK wow, would tell you. Is. I mean, but I mean uh you know that that pick has been great along with uh hathaway and then mm -hmm. um crap why can't i think of who the bruins also got just the other day I, i'm drawing a blank so there's been, oh. like i said there's been so many moves where i've been i have been trying to pay attention trying to keep oh down tyler bertuzzi that's what i was yeah that's it tyler bertuzzi was the one that they just got the other day um to, and they put Hall on LTIR. So there you go. Yeah, we'll see on that. Yeah, it's been an interesting one, and and honestly, I'm just surprised how one sided it's been over in the East and and in the West. It's like yeah, oh, we'll give yeah, you stuff. The, the East was it's it's really weird when you see this because like the East obviously, and I think that like the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be great. Do I think you know could could a Western conference team still win the cup? Yeah. Cause I think after teams get through the East, like I, I'm curious to see what they have left when they, when they face whoever's going to come out of the West, but uh, the Eastern conference playoffs, I cannot wait for. I'm super excited to, to watch this go down, especially when it's so, playoffs are so much better. Um, I mean, they're playoffs are better when you have a rooting interest, but they can be just as fun when you don't um, when the, when when the division when a conference like just looks that good <laughs> yes uh, and just and practically the matchups are already set in the east it's just a matter of who's going to get the wild cards mm -hmm. and, and get swept by boston around one. <laughs> <sighs> yeah no doubt i mean that's that's pretty crazy I and mean, you're gonna have rangers and devils you're gonna have lightning and and leafs again uh the West intrigues a lot me. of lot of good teams going home in the first round. Exactly. Um, I, I guess if you are uh, rooting for Timo, you don't root for him this year. You root for him next year uh, because uh, once once I think once the, uh, New Jersey pretty much clinches a playoff spot, that'll assure that the Sharks get their the Devils' uh, uh, first round pick for this year as opposed to next year where it's was it just top two protected top two protected like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're gonna nosedive that far down in the standings like could you imagine oh they just have to get to what a number 11 and they have a shot <laughs> i have and true but i'd be but could you imagine like just the the absolute kamikaze run they would have to go on in order to drop that low in the standings yeah. like very true and yeah you, uh what was it uh ricky barton slager in the chat you know uh did you guys see the brothers trade nick for brett ritchie <laughs> did they just trade houses that's what i would do right just to share the house here here you'll you have my house i'll have your house and enjoy <laughs> that's crazy uh troy stetcher was in that deal with it it as well um this yeah i just 
<laughs> I, that's got to be awkward. Hey, yeah. bro, I'm coming to Calgary. Yeah, I'm going to Arizona. Okay. I feel bad. Who wants to go to Arizona? Not me. Yeah. Well, I, unless it's just a vacation wise, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see what else is there that really popped in my head. I mean, uh, do you have a? Is there even a front runner for the East besides Boston? I mean, we, I think I everyone. Was... I mean, th- everyone is so good over there. Like, there's like you look at what New Jersey's done. I like what they've done. Um, but they got to play. They got to play the Rangers in the first round. The Rangers are. I I like what they've done, and the Rangers have, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league. Yeah. Um. With all due respects to, to Andre Vesleski. Um Yeah, I mean, look at, you know, again, uh, and then Tampa has also one of the best goals. Like, there's so many good teams out there. I don't, I have no idea. I'm not looking forward to to putting together that bracket this oh, uh, yeah. offseason. That's that's not going to be fun. Uh, Tucker, they did it to save money on creating new jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh yeah, Ricky saying you know Arizona added Vortecek to team never actually played for us. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be very interesting to see, uh, what happens. Uh, league wise, playoff I mean, playoff races are gonna be nice. I mean that that Western race. I know, like oh, the Western team would only be ranked six in the East. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. still an intense race right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in there, I mean, you have uh, why can't I pull it up? And you have, and my eyes are going bad all of a sudden. I mean, Winnipeg is at 72, holding on the last wild card. Edmonton and Seattle are tied at 74. LA and Vegas are tied at 78. Oh, that's gonna be awkward if, if Vegas and LA advance into round two <laughs> with Jonathan Quick. I want, I mean, yeah, I, I. Uh, that's that's I mean that's obviously a playoff round that I would like to watch. I'd like to I think I think Vegas would beat the Kings, but um, but yeah that'd be I mean that would be a fun playoff round, right? Um, yeah, look at there's there's it's going to be fast. Like again, you look at the Pacific Division specifically. I think there's some fascinating uh, matchups there. Like um, LA Seattle would be an interesting matchup because I'm not sure either team is is long for this world in the playoffs, but by virtue of pulling each other like this is where i think teams like in the east can get super cranky right because they look at a team like (laughs) los angeles and seattle who i think both don't look like they would they're they're really set up for a deep run um and and, you know and one of those two teams is you know one of those two teams is going to make it to the second round if the playoffs started today right i mean (laughs) right so yeah i just some fascinating stuff for sure. I mean, as much as I would love to see the see Quick go up against Vegas, it'd be great to see Seattle do what the Sharks did, you know, almost thirty years ago, and go in with house money and, and then just shock the world. But yeah, then again, I'm for sure. I, I the West is. I mean, the West is going to be fun. I'm surprised how far Winnipeg has kind of tumbled um, of late, but the West is going to be the West is going to be fun, but it's not going to be the East. That's for sure. Chris, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, we miss you over here. Uh, less than 10 subs to 3K. Uh, yeah. Subs, get your mom and her mom to subscribe as well. So it's appreciate true. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And hit that notification uh, bell. 
I think another player, though, kind of looping this back to, to trades, and I see this coming up in the uh, in the chat too, um, Eric Carlson is a fascinating player when it comes to the deadline because I don't think – I wasn't sold that Eric Carlson was going to move, especially once Ekholm um, went to yeah. Edmonton. The thing with, with, with this, though, is I wonder if, if – uh, I know this would have been a complicated trade to accomplish um, because of all the cap implications and whatever, but – I I don't know, man. If I think if Edmonton had a serious deal on the table for Eric Carlson, I wonder if Mike Greer kind of screwed himself by not taking it. Because I, look, a lot can change between now and the summer, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that there might have been a window here to trade Eric Carlson. I don't know where. Like if you if you said okay, it's fine. Eric Carlson will get traded in the summer. I don't see the destination. No, because uh, to me, I, I would have said Edmonton. Uh, I would have said Ottawa. I mean, he still has his home there. Uh, but Ottawa doesn't have a pick in the draft until round four this year. Correct. So the return home for Carlson probably wasn't there. Um, I don't know where else. And obviously I... you have to retain salary too. You'd have to retain or have someone broker or something like that. I mean, look at, I'm sure, you know, after this season, Arizona will have some brokerage room left. You could always um, do something there. But yeah, I just, I just don't know if there's like, I don't see, I don't see it makes sense. Home. And you also have to keep in mind, like Eric Carlson has final say, like if he exactly. doesn't want to go somewhere, he can just be like, nope, that's, that doesn't work for me, brother. And that would be it. Um, so I don't know. I think that that'll be the one thing that I'm fascinated to, to see in the off season, because I think like, and who knows how far they got down the road with Edmonton, obviously, but it seemed like there was the framework of a deal there. And I just wonder if Mike Greer looks this summer and says, oops, I probably should have went after that a little harder. Although again, but, but again, does, you know, does Eric Carlson say, yeah, I'll go to Edmonton. Like there's no guarantee that that would be a thing either. But I think it, it I think it was something interesting to at least bring up. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it can be thrown in there, but uh, yeah, will be interesting. The draft will get even more interesting. The off season will get more interesting uh, on there, uh, especially since, it's Eric Carlson and most likely the front runner to win a Norris. I'll say this. Does he get to a hundred points? 20 games to go, 22 points. Um, I think it gets close. I don't know if he gets to a hundred, but I think he gets, I think he gets at least, I think he gets 90. I don't know if he gets all the way to a hundred, but I think he gets 90. If he gets 90, is it a lock for the Norris? It should be. It yeah. should be, unless his game like absolutely falls off a cliff between now and the end of the season. Um, I think he should be a lock. And with about ten games left in at home this season, do the Sharks get to ten home wins? I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel bad for I feel bad for the people that continue to buy tickets to go to these games. But I mean, at this point, look at at this point, the trade deadline's over. You're in the home stretch. Um, you know, I, do I want I, I would like the Sharks to be more entertaining than they've been in the last few games. Like I would like that. Sure. 
these last few games like that Montreal game and that St. Louis game, those were hard games to watch. And I, I'm hoping that like they can be somewhat entertaining and still lose a lot of games. Uh, But at this point in the season, right? Like there's no point in going on a run right now. They're so far out of it. We don't need to be, you know, we don't need a, what happened in Vancouver yesterday, last year with when Bruce Boudreau came in and they shot up the standings for what? Nothing. And then they missed, you know, and then they're, dog shit this year too so you know if you're a vancouver fan it was it was probably fun watching them kind of race to to just miss but what did that get them nothing Nothing. and then they were dog shit the next year anyway yeah um sharks in case you haven't heard me say it are the only team that haven't hit double digit uh wins at home this year yeah, tough, I, tough, tough for the tough for the SAP faithful. Um, yeah. I, I, like I, I like again, I sympathize. Um, I just want them to be entertaining at yeah. this point. Um, if the if the games continue to look like the last couple of games have looked, it's going to be a long end of the season. Um, I don't know what. I, we should probably wrap this up. Yep. Um, overall thoughts. What is your overall like thought about the Sharks? Where they are now? I, I've, I've apparently taken over hosting the show, people. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, as far as what the Sharks did this trade deadline, where they're at. Um, well, since uh, since you're taking over hosting the I, show. I've apparently taking over hosted the show. I apologize. Uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that um, guy. There's a boatload of guys in the guys factory. <laughs> and when the Sharks <laughs> lose, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like that roller reversal. I think that worked really well. I thought that was great. To to the to the nearly 100 of you watching, I appreciate we appreciate you immensely. Uh, Glenn Cave, uh, just a couple of things. We'll hit up in the chat and then we'll get out of here. Just streaming here, but how would EK65 look making that breakout pass of Connor Bedard next season? I mean, oh, for sure. And look at and if that's that the case, big. like if if. I, I don't think the, the Sharks had to trade Eric Carlson. I just think if that's the goal, if that was Mike Greer wanting to do that, then, you know, then I think he missed his opportunity. Um, I like Eric Carlson. If Eric Carlson stays here and, you know, and the Sharks don't have to eat salary for four years or whatever it is left on his deal at, right. you know, significant amount of salary, I, I'm fine with that too. I was just looking at it from the perspective of if Mike Greer if this was in Mike Greer's plans that Eric Carlson had to go, then I think he fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, as long as they lose the wrong way, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as long as they lose in regulation, not none of correct. This yeah. Overtime. Lose in regulation, be, be somewhat entertaining, uh, lose in regulation. No, no more loser points. Yeah. Um, no more shootouts. So we'll see uh, how it ha- what happens now. Final twenty coming up for the Sharks. That'll happen starting Saturday afternoon. Reminder: It is a three p.m. start for Sharks in Washington. Ovechkin might break the record t- tomorrow in San Jose. Who knows? At this point. <laughs> uh, in case you missed anything, wait, 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 wait. We oh. gotta go. We gotta do overall thoughts here. We, oh, we didn't, oh, didn't overall. Go- oh, I tried to put a bone up for you, and then I'm, I'm supposed to kick it back to me. Oh, now- overall thoughts. Um, I, I like, I think overall here, like did the sharks do good at the deadline? I think they, again, I think they just did. Okay. Yeah. Like I look at what the, the sharks did and I think in a bubble, I think it's fine, 
but if I look at a team like what Nashville did, I'm, I've never, you know, I've never felt any, any longing for, for the Nashville predators of all teams, but man, I kind of want what they got this trade deadline. Uh, yeah, big time. They were able to move assets. They were able to pick up, um, a boatload of picks, prospects, cleared out some cap space. Barry Trice is going to walk in like, I own this place, and now I can do whatever the hell I want. Mike Greer, you still you have $846,000 left of cap space for this season. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's just okay, and I just I don't know what, you know, it's, I, it's, it's crazy that we're like almost a year into this now. We're coming up to a year into mike greer's tenure and i still don't really have a good feel for what he's doing not like and i don't mean that in like in a in a bad way i just i don't see i i i don't know what the plan is i don't know what he like he says that you know he wants to kind of do a quick turnaround so and maybe maybe it's the answer is staring me in the face and i just refuse to accept it um yeah i don't know i look at this and i'm like what are we what are we doing here really yeah and, and like I said, maybe the answer is staring me in the face, and I just don't want to accept that that's the answer. I, I I think that could be a thing, too. A lot of things go away if the Sharks are selecting number one in June. Let's be honest here. It, it kind of flips the franchise. I mean, there'll be, there might be actually an influx of free agents that might want to come to San Jose, which has never happened before, really, in franchise history. Uh so not we'll the big see. fish anyway, we'll see. No, not the big fish, but at least some some supportive pieces uh to 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 add on. So we'll see where it goes. And the team believes they aren't that far away. I mean you're two points out of last. I think you're a little bit far away with the prospect pool that's been rough. So all right. That they don't like either. Yeah, exactly. Uh in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on Teal Town USA. Dot com or wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Of course, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, please hit that like button. 26 people? Come on. Come on now. More importantly, hit that subscribe button because we're almost at 3,000 and I yes. want this to be a thing. Yes, we want to get to 3K. That's been our goal since the beginning of the season. Of course, hit that notification bell. That's when we go live. After every Sharks game, Pycnologists at 7 p.m. on Sunday Pacific time. And whenever news breaks like this, we'll bring it to you right here on the YouTube channel here at Teal Town USA. So, Ian, thank you very much. We will resume our, our normal days off. This is rare for both of us. I'm usually just getting home from work. I don't know how I'm going to get to uh, get to San Jose tomorrow for a 3 p.m. game, but we'll figure that out due to time. But uh, thanks for watching. Appreciate each and every one of you. We'll see where this leads for the final 20 of the season. And until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great Friday, everyone. We'll see you this weekend.